0: Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage.
1: We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Today we want to talk about boundaries and deal breakers within our marriage. Just to give you a little bit of framework about how this idea came about, I saw a quote online which reads, I would rather adjust my life to your absence than adjust my boundaries to your disrespect. And before we really get into the meat of this topic, because we are going to actually focus on people, you know, as far as deal breakers are concerned, there's a couple ways that can come about. And we've decided on situations, actions, and people. Okay. What are your thoughts on that quote? What's like how
0: does that strike you when you hear that that is a could be a relationship cornerstone really for all all of your relationships not just a marriage but that's how you can be healthy and thrive with all of your relationships and we'll kind of get through that as we talk later but it was just like my like, it's probably one of the safest things you can say and do wrap your mind because a lot of times we stay in bad situations or we endure a lot more because we don't want to we would rather adjust to people's their disrespect or whatever because we don't want to wrap our mind about what's going to happen how's it going to be different what if this person is no longer in my life whether we no longer have this situation what's it going to look like if we no longer are as close or no longer are together in relationship how are we going to separate things or how am i gonna go on with my life without waking up next to this person blah 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 so i think it's a healthy way to keep yourself in check and to make sure your relationships are healthy because if you're starting to push and change your boundaries that's changing who you are fundamentally that's my my first initial thoughts yeah i like it man so when i first read the quote
1: i think that it was pertaining to specifically that dealing with someone's disrespect in the in a relationship and a lot of times we want to avoid the hard things but i feel like in a lot of different scenarios a lot of different situations the hard thing actually is being in the situation that you're in we just don't know that exactly it's hard to imagine the other side of it because we haven't seen it yet if we are in a situation whether it's hard or not we're used to it so it's like all right i can maybe manage this. Maybe I can make a change and make the situation better. But sometimes that change is shedding some of the people in your life because that's just what the reality is. It's hard to get people to change Mm -hmm. and unless they want to change, that change isn't going to happen. So you, like, like you said, you end up either changing yourself to fit the situation, which a lot of times can be toxic. Right. um, Or, it can be a toxic situation for your marriage, which is, you know, why we wanted to bring up this conversation. So in this list of people, since that's what we're going to uh, focus on within these boundaries and deal breakers, we've got exes and friends, which I wrote down with a question mark because sometimes you might think someone's mm-hmm. a friend or you might refer to them as a friend, but they may not actually be. So I feel some people use that word a little lightly. Right, Um, or loosely, any bad influences, which could be co workers, bosses, and the dreaded
0: family, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's all interesting ways you can go with that. But I just want to throw out what we're saying when we're saying boundaries and kind of deal breakers. How my wife and I talk about boundaries and deal breakers when we're doing. Uh, marriage or premarital counseling—it's more like boundaries are things that uh, they're limit. Well, boundaries by definition is like a limit that you can set on what you will or won't accept from another person's words or actions. But there's boundaries are things you talk about that are converse like that are conversational. That you're like, man, I really don't like this, so I would rather this not happen. Okay, and then you talk through that. A deal breaker though is something like. If this happens and it's unresolved, we're done. So there's still discussion in both phases, but the deal breaker is more like we're going to discuss how we're going to part ways more so than is, is this salvageable? If not, we're now discussing how to part ways. But within the context of what you just asked, friends, question mark, we have to establish between friends and associates, mm. like people that we hang out with versus like people that we truly confide in and either have longevity with or there's a deep connection. I think that's what you meant when you said we use the term loosely because we'll throw a friend in there for someone that might really just be a buddy or an associate that you do things with, but it's not really someone that you connect with or they don't have their opinion isn't super Super valuable, yeah. But yeah, so I think I said all that and didn't ask her answers. So what was your question again? I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I asked a question. Oh, got it. Um, more or less, I wanted to review the topics that we'd be going over. um oh. as far as obviously deal breakers, <laughs> and just put in there the list of ex's friends, bad influence, bad influences,
0: coworkers, bosses, and family should we just start at the top of the list on exes yeah let's because that's the easiest one right Yeah, yeah i feel like exes are easy as long as there are no children involved exes i think we there's always a let's be friends type thing let's however it was if it's amicable you break up good all right we'll just stay friends and maybe before you got in your marriage that you're in now or engaged like you did have communication mm-hmm. with that person but i think it's best moving forward um with whatever stage you are whatever relationship stage you are it's best to just cut ties if you don't have anything that you need to communicate about meaning like a child mm-hmm. that would be the only need so i think that's straightforward I personally i don't know many wives or girlfriends that would openly say, yeah, I'm cool with that, without some reservations, unless right. they're trying to not be that, that wife or that girlfriend, like yeah, trying yeah. to prove a point. But I would just say that's best practice. And you can even let them know, hey, this is, I'm in this relationship now, and we're really focused on us, so like we can't communicate anymore. That's DMs, that's texts, that's calls, <laughs> that's all that. <laughs> that's emails, let's just do that. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think a good general rule of thumb is
1: if your significant other were to by happen chance come across some sort of communication without your knowledge and you feel like they would feel some type of way about it, it it's probably not good to have that communication. Right. But I think there are different scenarios. Like for me and my wife, we met in a restaurant and mm -hmm. we actually have a mutual friend who she dated for a little while. So that goes to say, I think it also depends on your level of um, maturity mm-hmm. in that sort of situation. For example, this person in particular was invited to our wedding, per my mm-hmm. request. But I also know that there's no chance of anything happening like, right. on that level or whatever. I don't know how to put it, man. It's just,
0: it just didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, no, And you know, we were all still cool. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. If everyone's cool, then everyone's cool. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. And <laughs> so. I guess that goes to, to say a lot about our relationship too. Like, I was secure in our relationship. My trust level for my wife is way up there. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Now that is to say, if I found out for some reason they were hang out alone together, that would not be cool. But yeah, right. for them to have a conversation around other friends and things like that, like just is. For the- no, that's, that's our relationship that's,
0: <laughs> I, that's i like no i like that that's a different perspective for sure mm-hmm. And as soon as you said that i was like oh he's gonna say that yeah more so different scenario. so that's good and that's why we talk about it <clears throat> for different yeah. perspectives
1: but i can fully admit i know that's that life ain't for everybody
0: yeah, yeah. for wow. sure yeah, I mean if you're definitely dealing with insecurities on either part either um party, then it's just better to just cut ties so you don't even have to have that waste that energy yeah. for something that's really nothing in general. But I will say if there are kids involved, I think the there definitely has to be a way to figure out how to really keep the kids to focus in the communication so that there is no there's just nothing. But again, I think what you just said, the level of comfort is what it is for our oldest like we we do things with his dad and that family often more so like when you have to be together for holidays and all that but there's not there's not communication as far as crystal and him go just randomly all all the communications that they had have been about isaiah you know, ever since I ever since I came into the pic- picture so and they have you have a really good relationship him and I and just families blended it's just a blessing how that works out but there were no like side conversations or anything like that that just was something that was practiced and it oh. was standard were said I think she had a conversation they just had a conversation when we got together not that it happened super often but it was just like, I was like, it's just not going to pop off as far as any deep conversations about anything at this point. And it's just more just communicating, which is one of the cornerstones we we preach on here, For, for se. You can just communicate what needs to be and then stick to it. So I don't know if you have any thoughts. Not
1: necessarily, man, because that's not something I've had to experience. Mm-hmm. Like I've got friends who, I guess what I really wanted to say is... I think it's become more and more common for couples who split, who have children to be more amicable in their relationships, which is lovely for the children. I have a friend in particular who has separated from his wife for a long time now, has dated other people, she's dated other people, and they more or less decided to split because they learned that they're better as friends than as a couple. And they're, I don't want to say the relationship has flourished but their relationship has definitely gotten better because all those things that they used to fight and bicker about don't exist anymore, like all those dynamics. Right. And I think it's very good for the child to see that their parents can still communicate, still be civil with each other, and still also live their separate lives, right? but also make the child a priority. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now let's uh, change gears a little bit and talk about friends, question mark.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So I think go ahead. And ultimately, like we alluded to earlier, the reason I put a question mark on it is because a lot of times people use that term loosely. In my mind, when we talk about friends, it's definitely someone you can count on. A huge measure of friendship for me is someone who shares the load of like reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. Especially in a distance relationship, It, it becomes hard with life. I have friends who are around me use that term loosely again acquaintances that are around me that if i don't initiate a conversation with them like we might not talk for however long Mm -hmm. Um, when we do spend time together it's cool but more or less it's i think a good measure of friendship is if they're trying to spend time with you and you are also trying to spend time with them that is a shared load but more to the point of the podcast today the topic there are going to be times when you have people around you who you may consider a friend who might not be a good influence especially in the eyes of your spouse so i guess my question would be how do you approach the subject number one of telling your spouse i don't think this person is good for our marriage and then number two separate creating space between you and that person who you deem as a friend
0: (sighs) yeah that is tough which is why we're talking about it i think having the conversation is probably the easier of the two Mm -hmm. which you just said not that's easy in general but just putting it out there starting with glowing reviews on how amazing your spouse is and how this is forever and you see it as forever and that you that they are your best friend and you want to work and build this relationship and blah, blah, blah. And then just saying, I've noticed some things I would say from a guy's perspective, maybe have a list of things that you've seen. Because in my experience, there will be one, there will be pushback because it's their friend too. So it'd be good to have uh, documentation for the lack of a better word or evidence per se. Like, okay, like this happened when you did this, I didn't like this about this situation or When you're around this person, your demeanor changes or this, whatever it is that makes you feel like they're not good for your relationship. So I think just having some examples would help in that conversation and just being ready for the pushback. I think those are probably the two or the three things that I would say. Start out just reminding that your relationship is forever, that you want to build it, and you're here for the long haul. Second, bring your examples on why or your reasons with examples and then be ready for pushback. So try to play the scenarios in your mind, but also know that there may be, not, there may be something that you haven't even thought up. But you just be open for a dialogue and a conversation. Don't come in it with it like, you're going to have to change now. Just be like, let's talk about this and see where it goes. Yeah, I like that. I, I think
1: that some people might feel this conversation could be more difficult than it really needs to be. But Mm -hmm. if we really wrap our minds around it, chances are this relationship may have already created some friction in your marriage. So I guess what I want to say is like tackling that from the jump, starting the conversation early, letting them know like these things I'm not comfortable with. This person makes me feel a certain way and I don't think it's good for us. Asking them, asking your spouse, have you noticed that this has bothered me. And the things that bother me, have they bothered you at all? I think that's a, a good, that's way good. To ease, ease into that conversation. And then as far as creating space, I think, you know, the conversation kind of has to go towards what your expectations are. I, I don't know that every situation necessarily needs to be set in stone as like permanent space. This person doesn't need to be around us anymore, unless, you know, they're a danger to... Your family, but there might be other scenarios. But just for the, the sake of this uh, conversation, just setting the boundaries like we spoke about earlier, I would say just for some sort of frame of reference, I'm okay with you spending time with this person in limited quantities. I'm not comfortable with them being around my kids. Okay. So then that frames like, all right, well, they're not going to be coming over to the house, and that I don't necessarily want to see this person if you are that close to them. I don't necessarily agree with it, but please reserve your time spent with them to just somewhere else. And use your best judgment going forward in what you, the activities that you're doing with this person, because all those things yeah. reflect on our marriage and our family. So I think that would be a, a good way to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think something that you just said regarding to all the kind of people groups that we're going to talk about today is make sure that you're not placing the people and saying you don't like the people that are being hung around when it's, It might be an action Mm -hmm. that your spouse is doing. For example, say your spouse has like a drinking buddy, right? Mm -hmm. So when they go out, they're they're drinking or whatever, and that's fine. But then with this certain person, it seems to go too far. Yep. So it's not really the person, it's more so the action. So it's like a twofold thing. Like you may not like that when she gets home, like you can barely get her out of the Uber. Mm -hmm. um when this is with this person but if she goes out with everybody else like she's respectful or when you guys go out everything's good there's limit everyone has fun everything's safe so the action of addiction may be what you have to tackle more so the person and in that scenario a lot of times if you go to that person and say hey i've noticed this when she's out with you She's coming home in a state, I don't like it. And this is making me not really, it's not a value to our marriage. Mm. And I know you guys, uh, you know, have a friendship and I'd like to keep it that way. But if this keeps happening, if she's really in danger and you bring that, that might totally change that frame of reference for that mm. friend. And if they value their, your marriage, then the next time they go out, they're probably like, okay, you're probably, you're probably good. Let's keep it <laughs> like, so sometimes it's the action, not the person. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that is good, man. That's good. So let's move on to
1: coworkers. I don't know that I've really had coworker that wasn't good for my marriage. I can imagine it happening. So I'm going to struggle to come up with a, a scenario, but... I would say it falls in the same line of what we just discussed, a friend slash coworker that you're spending time with, and it, it becomes more of the actions that take place with said mm-hmm. person. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make right. them a toxic person, but you, you really just have to be aware of the things that are happening around these people. And like you said, if it is a repeat thing, it's especially if your spouse isn't there to really witness it, mm-hmm. you have to... Imagine the triggers that might be set off, like, well, I'm going to go spend time with this person. And then for me, <laughs> I know I would feel some type of way, you know, that kept happening. So a good thing also is to put yourself in your spouse's shoes. Man, sorry, I just got lost in thinking about putting myself in my wife's shoes. If I were to go out and do some wild stuff with one of my coworkers, as I have been asked to like go to the strip clubs and things by mm-hmm. some coworkers, which... it it was it's funny because i wouldn't put myself in that situation but i'm imagining if i had and then also repeatedly did it and i had
0: this frame of mind i don't
1: feel like i'm doing anything wrong so i'm just gonna keep on doing it yeah yeah like yeah
0: i think it's that's one of those things like with um you know what you said about friends earlier it's the comfort level within the couple and it could be something as simple as putting to putting what just putting it out there, having touch bases like hey, this is do we have boundaries or deal breakers on certain things with certain in certain scenarios like I'd say, um, I had a a coworker of mine and we used to ride together to like meetings that we didn't have on our site when we had to go to the main meetings or whatever. And my car traditionally has always been like a hoopty for lack of a better word or an older model car. So it may not have the best air conditioning or the best heat or whatever. So I usually rode with other coworkers and thinking nothing of it and she was a female man i talked to my wife about it and she was fine but then her husband wasn't really feeling it and it wasn't like and we're cool like we see each other we daff each other up blah 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 but it was just he just he made mention he didn't even say don't do it he just made mention that it was all like you guys always seem to ride together or something like it was a long time ago so i don't really remember the specifics but it was just like all right like we just we just were like okay then we just won't ride together or if we ride together it'll be like in more of a group kind of setting thing i know it's just little things like that it wasn't anything big he just seemed to make mention to it we just she brought it up we talked about it's it like oh i don't want to be i don't want anything to be said or whatever it could be something as small as that right. you know what i mean and just being aware of situations sometimes we always think it has to be this big egregious thing but it could just be something that is either mentioned or might be slightly uncomfortable mm-hmm. but you don't ever want to put doubt in your spouse's mind exactly. so if she brings up something like hey this seems why are you always doing this with her or why are, when you and him get together such and such i think just being aware and then talking through that you can even come at, hey does that make you uncomfortable literally it's just a coworker. like it's a coworker or your spouse like to me those don't equate right those two two things aren't equal so that's the framework the frame I'm coming at, and I may, that may not be that for everybody, but I can only speak that. So I think that's I think that's a light example just to show it doesn't have to be this big thing. We're going out to lunch by ourselves where no one else can see us. No, it's just riding down the meetings, bumping our old school, early 2000 music. That it was mentioned, and we just nixed it because there was no reason to do that. And we worked together for years. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Bringing up like the small stuff, especially, like you said, being
1: aware. Because if those things go unchecked or ignored, that's when they turn into big things. So that's a very good point. Now, bosses. When I think of having a boss that is affecting your marriage, this I can actually relate to. Because I was in a work situation that was making me very unhappy. And I found myself bringing that discontent home. And it wasn't my intention, but I was forcing my wife to then deal with my discontent at work, which really ultimately led me to, you know, start finding work elsewhere. So again, I would want to lead off with, you need to be really aware of your situations in life that are maybe making you take things out on spouse on your children because that can be dangerous mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about your children they might be thinking that they're doing something wrong you might be in a space where you start for a lack of a better words dissociating yourself when you're at home you know i know for a time i was in a bout of depression and i can remember like coming home doing the routine things right with the family mm-hmm. but then like really just sinking into myself and like almost cutting off from where I should have been in communicating and interacting with my family. So for something as important and as I'll say even life-consuming as work can be, a a boss who you might feel is creating an environment that is toxic for you, I think you really need to be aware of and be willing to make a move, be willing to talk talk about that topic with your spouse about potentially making a move to
0: see if that's, you know, right for your family
1: that really just needs to be on the
0: table. Yeah, I agree. I think your scenario that you just brought really the quote that you started with really leans into that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. A lot of times we think we have no option because this is our financial waterfall, right? This is what brings money into our family. But at the same time, your well being, your mental individually, along with your mental space for your, your relationship, It's definitely more, to me in my mind, worth more than some dollars. There are jobs out there that you can get. You can move to the next one. And if you can keep it amicable long enough. And I think once you start looking to not change your habits for this person, but actually change your your space or where you are, when you start looking what's out there, filling out resumes, going on interviews, having a timeline to when you're going to leave, that alleviates the stress of that work situation hmm. because you're like man you're looking for the next not looking like how do I endure you know this is about to be over like I'm good <laughs> what, what they say that's fine but because I'm going moving on to the next so I think le- really leaning into the quote and wrapping your mind on I'm no longer going to be here and I'm going to remove myself so that I don't have to keep compromising you know what I believe in that that's definitely what you should do um then again just having that communication with your spouse and not trying to i think really being vulnerable about it with her man my job is terrible this is my boss not dumping too much but at least let her in to what's going on Yeah, i think is is definitely good and i think that that was a good example because a lot of people think of what happens if something inappropriate happens and that's an easy one like you gotta get out of there. But this is more like your boss is the worst. <laughs> and just situationally the worst. And how that can bleed in and how you have to set boundaries. And I think when we talk about boundaries, and like I said, it everything is involved with all the categories. But when you have a job, you have to be able to see what boundaries you can set so that you are healthy. Right. What's within the job description. What's accepted in the culture, and then what's acceptable for you. So obviously, there's some jobs where the job description is what it is, but culturally, everyone does above and beyond. Instead of working the quote-unquote eight hours, everyone's there ten. It's expected for the weekends. Blah blah blah. Having those conversations up front before you start are always good. So then you would know, you know this is not for me. Like I want to leave my work at home, and I want to leave my work at work. Don't wanna do the weekend thing, I can't take this job. Or if you deem the money is worth that, then you have to talk through that with your spouse. Okay, this is what we're this is what the job is. I'm gonna to have to be here on the weekend, really look out for if it's getting too much for me, let's reconvene and have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? So that you can put systems in, in place before it gets to that space. Obviously, hindsight's always 2020. So you can see, how oh, that was trash. But ne- now let's build the next time so that we don't run into this. Yeah, no, I like that. And
1: we've got one more to cover. I know we're short on time, but
0: let's just dive right on. in.
1: Family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I feel about
0: it. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, family is tough because we tend to give more latitude to our family than actually most of the time is necessary. For example, right, you say you have a cousin that you grew up with, same city all the time, have history, blah, blah, blah. They've known you your entire life. You go off to school, meet your spouse, transition, whatever, you're in love, you get married. Cousin's not about that life. Not about your marriage, has some issue with it, whatever a lot of times we give people because they grew up with us and they know us as that person. We give them a lot more bandwidth, but they may not have necessarily been with you through the transition of your life, either leading up to your spouse or with your spouse. If that makes sense so you're just like your quote says like we we lean to what's comfortable and what the past might be, but like your spouse is now here, and this is it. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a new change. Most of us, we change a lot between 18 and 25. There's so much transition, but like our childhood friend and our family that looks at us in a certain way, they don't really see us in that new person. They see us in the person we were before. So they're looking at all those situations from how they knew who you used to be and not see who you've transitioned to. So if they are not seeing you or they're just not healthy, with in this relationship then you got to do you got to give space and like you said earlier it's not space forever space unless it needs to be mm-hmm. but it's just changing the dynamic um of of that relationship i'll start with that yeah, yeah.
1: no and i'll continue on it because i really like where you went and sometimes it's really just
0: being the best example of
1: yourself of who you are now I think that is something that has happened within my family when I show up as who I am now I think that space is respected because when you do that consistently Mm -hmm. they then understand that all right that's not going to change so I I now need to respect who this man has become And and it really goes to like your credibility as a person. And what I will say is that it speaks to both sides, right? It's going to speak to your family who you might not spend so much time with anymore, as much as it will to your wife and children as like, all right, my husband or my dad shows up as this guy all the time. And this is a firm example of how I need to lead my life. This is a firm example of how I should interact with people. You could even really go as far to have a conversation with your children. Hey, this is uncle. He doesn't necessarily lead the life that I suggest someone lead. With that being said, you can't necessarily choose your family, but you can choose how much time you spend with someone. Like, Mm -hmm. he is my family. I have love for him as I always will. If he was in a pinch, needs some help, like that's what family does. But I also have the understanding Maybe he gets into some things that I don't feel comfortable with. And if I know those things are going to happen, then I'm going to create some space. And maybe even create some time. But just being aware of those things and showing up as, like I said, who
0: you know yourself to be now is uh, a great way to handle that. Yeah. And I think it's tough when we're talking inner family, siblings and parents. That's a tough Way to have, but I think ultimately, if your spouse is saying or if you're saying to your spouse one of one of you bring it, man, this relationship is not good. I think the the first step is really how can we repair it and make it good, make an mm-hmm. effort to come to said family member and be like I would say whoever's family member it is, like it's my mom that I'm going to my mom first, just us having a conversation, and then bringing in my wife, having a conversation, giving time to see if habits, speech, whatever it is, the issue, if that changes that meant it doesn't, coming back again and revisiting and and then saying, hey, like you are seemingly, we brought this to you and for the sake of our relationship, there may now be a different dynamic. So you can either do that or you can just, as you, after the couple of times that you've gone, just your own space without saying anything and maybe they'll get the picture. But either way, the it, the end is doing what's best for you and your spouse, not what's best for you and said family member. Because at the end of the day, it's you and your spouse. Exactly. That's
1: a good way to end it right there. Yeah, it?
0: I think we may um have to do a part two down the line, maybe get some perspectives from uh, a female perspective. Yeah. So you may exactly. see uh Boundaries and Deal Breakers part two with some other Perspectives on this. I think overall, yeah, it was good. Cool. All right. Thank you once
1: again for listening. If you got any value out of this uh, podcast, out of this episode in particular, I would love it. We would love it if you would do all the call to actions. That is, go to our website and give us some feedback there. Let us know what you want us to talk about next. Let us know also if you want to be a guest. Please go to the uh, Facebook page and interact with us there. And then also right now, Go to the show page on your phone if you're listening on your phone and rate us. Give us five, to five stars if that's how you feel about it. Leave a review and uh, let other people know what you think about this show. And more importantly, let us know what you think about the show so we know if we are going in the right direction or not. Make sure you follow us as that will help us get new ears. And thank you once again. We appreciate you, especially our avid listeners, coming back time and time again. In your ears. So, with that being said, for the Marriage Stuff in the Woodpecker Lips podcast, this is Brian.
0: And this is Paul.
1: And we will talk, talk to you next time. See ya.